Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, I'm Russell Kane, and this is Man Baggage. My man baggage is bulging. Viscous insights need to be milked from the shaft of conversation. And I can't wait to share with you this week's topic. If I could just get my fucking equipment to work. Sorry, a bit irritable there. Hint, hashtag, that's what coming, hashtag irritability. Anyway, if you're new to the podcast because you've arrived as fans of today's guests, highly likely to huge guests today, let me just explain. Yes, we sit in the area of men sat around in a circle discussing the things that men need to discuss. We're unusual in that at least half of our listeners, sometimes more, are female. I did not set out for this to be the case. What's happened is we've accidentally created a man manual that nosy cows want to have a look at. And that's why Gary was knocking one out of my best mate in a bikini, for example, episode three, series two. So it's for everyone, but we come out of the space of men talking about the things that we're always being told. Why don't men talk about that? They're the things we talk about. That's the easiest way for me to describe. We go deep sometimes, we go suicide, we go depression, we go silly, we go light, we talk about height, body shaving. Uh, we talked about New Year's resolutions at the turn of New Year. And sometimes the light ones go deep and the deep ones go light. Anyway, I'm assuming we're going to be dressed in our jester's hats throughout today's episode because I'm joined by two. Well, they both describe themselves as, I quote, fucking idiots, professional idiots like me, a jester with bells on the hat, bell ends, the pair of them. Aaron Craskell, funny fucker. He says I'm not a comedian, but he's touring, doing massive rooms, being funny. So he lies. Aaron <laughs> Craskell, also very funny online. Started on Vine, did you, Aaron, back in the day when Vine? Do you remember Vine? Like back, back, back when day. it powdered egg and stuff like that in the telegram. Do you remember? She don't remember. Yeah, Vine, I remember that. Back when you used to do Polaroids and stuff and just drop them through your mate's letterbox. That was Vine. So we're joined by Aaron Craskell. And also, coming in hot, Hayley Morris. Funny as fuck, police stalker Instagram. Very, very funny comedian. There's no other way to describe you, Hayley. Any other... I have no idea how to describe it. Because I feel like comedian is too strong of a word. You make people laugh. There you go. Comedian. Do enough comedy gigs in a week and you'll discover that comedian is not a strong word or even a description of what you've done half the time. Any live dates coming up for the pair of you? Can we, we can see you live in real life being funny? Not for me. No, my, my tour just got cancelled, mate, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't COVID, was it? It's because you were a racist in Canterbury. <laughs> <laughs> mate, COVID destroyed my life, mate. But without, ha- without getting COVID... I know, fucking hell, you were like, finally, I'm finally going to do it. I'm on stage and someone's eating a bat. Go home, Aaron. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Four sellout shows, mate. I've done the West End Theatre, mate. and then I know, you called me high after one of your shows. One of the best voice notes I ever had. And then, uh, yeah, 33-day tour. 
UK and it uh, got put back about three or four times and then that was it. Like, we've got to give everyone the ticket money back. I was like, no! no. It, will happen, yeah. so it will happen, It will happen, will happen. Mate. This pussy it, mate. old Omicron can't even kill no one. Pussy old Omicron. <laughs> Doesn't even have a shank, man. Jesus, man, yeah. Anyway, irritability. I'm not even going to waste the time of my panellists at the beginning asking them, are men more sensitive than women? Because every the stereotype is, well, women are more sensitive, they cry, they're this. And yet, sadly, the statistics for mental health at the, both the bleak end and the mild end do not bear this out. It would suggest men are perhaps more sensitive, but better at burying it. Who the fuck knows? I know who might know, my two guests. A pair of artistes, they may sing their answers, don't be surprised. I'm joined by, well, the man's head, first of all, and what a wonderful head it is. It's my target hairstyle once I've grown out this lady's cut. It's Matt Terry. <laughs> Hello. Matt. Hello. Yes. What an intro. I've never had that before. <laughs> I know, I know. You're like, your hair is like mine just before the six-week cut. Do you go, do you go from that longer? Uh, do you know what? It's actually looking quite tame at the minute. It's normally like just goes a bit crazy, Still, but yeah, I like yeah, that. You know, thanks, man. So, how are you, Matt? Are you all good? I'm all good. Yeah, I think um, very much fed up with, like you said, whoever ate a bat. I'm very annoyed at them. Pangolin eating fucks. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. But now, apart from that, all good. All good, my inmate. And uh, another warbler, musical artiste. Well, I mean, you're both multifaceted. I would describe you both as, me- as sort of media personalities, authors in your own way, whatever you're doing, blogs, or probably got books on the way as well, I imagine. Uh, we see you cropping up on all kinds of things. And my female auditor, Paige Turley, memorably a Love Island resident, but also a fantastic singer and musical artist. I don't know. How would you describe yourself, Paige? What are you, media personality, reality star, musical artist, or all three triple set biatch? Let's go all three. Like, when somebody says, what do you do as a job? I go, I don't fucking really know, if I'm being honest. No. A bit everything, but whoever will take me. <laughs> and uh, where, where are you in the country? People may have picked up just a touch of an accent there, just a slight one. <laughs> That's what I need to remember. Are you north of the border or are you south of it at the moment? Uh, well, I'm south of the border. I'm in Manchester. I've been living oh. here for almost two years now. And how are you enjoying our English freedoms under COVID? Aren't they wonderful? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> I know all about irritability, having just gone through bloody lockdown. We have lost at least two recordings of Man Baggage where we've just given up because someone's crying or smashing up their tech and can't get it to work. One of those times was me backstage. I am an irritable person. It's weird. Things that trigger me are the small things. Car keys. Uh, go to open the fridge to have a bowl of cereal. There's no milk. Bang. Full fucking magma. Uh, can't find my phone. Magma. I'm holding up now to show to my fellow panellists these fucking things which plague my life. I'm talking about AirPods. They are the portable or wireless headphones you get with Apple where they put an alarm so you can locate them into the headphone, but not into the fucking case, which I lose five times a day. What use is the fucking alarm in the headphone when the case <laughs> goes missing? So, like, anyway, that's when I explode. I've literally had to have anger management for my door-slamming, psychotic Ted Bundy behaviour with inanimate <laughs> objects. Yet, if a car gets written off, if something really bad gets happens, if my holiday gets cancelled, if COVID up, calm, collected, functioning, in the zone, not irritable. So I'm irritated by small... It's pathetic. Uh, literally back to front. Uh, irritable means having or showing a tendency to be easily annoyed. Irritability, the quality or state of being irritable, such as quick excitability to annoyance, impatience or anger. Hayley Morris, how irritable are you? I feel like I used to be way more irritable, like the same as you. If I lost something, I'd be like, for fuck's sake, where is it? 
And anyone around me would be like, tornado, Haley's arrived. <laughs> but I think like as I've got older, I, I genuinely have no idea what it is. I kind of feel less irritable about stuff. I, when I'm coming up to my period, definitely. Yeah. Like most women get that PMS. And I also feel like there's a lot of stuff blamed on that. But when I come up to that... Lynn, sorry to interrupt, but now Lindsay has now built in, I'm ovulating. So I get irritable when I'm ovulating, when I've finished ovulating, when I'm having my period, when I'm it's finishing a whole my cycle. period. That's the whole fucking month, basically. Stop it lying. really is. <laughs> well, I mean, we can blame it on that all the time. You can be like, yeah, no, it's actually like I'm due on any minute now. So yeah. it's because I'm halfway through my cycle. You know when you're quarter of the way through your cycle and you act like a total dick? Yeah, it's right there. The yeah, quarter no, cycle. Like, it, it definitely, I blame it a lot on my period, for sure, like... Okay, you know, hormonal irritability. We'll give you definitely. a pass on that one. But also if I'm grouchy, fucking hell, stay away from me. Like if I've not slept enough, I am so, so grumpy, which turns into real irritability. Anyway, let's introduce today's panel. I don't know whether to call him Dapper or Dan, but you may know him as, uh, as Dapper Laughs. He provides fucking funny content all over the shop. He also works live. I work with him live myself. It's Dapper Laughs, a.k.a. Dan O'Reilly, the fucking shite in the house. Dan, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Russell Kane's podcast, I couldn't say no. I'm like, I'm going to be famous again. This is brilliant. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, me and Dan are currently in the longest room, most spotlights Olympics competition. Because as you know, <laughs> when you come from... a when you come from a chavvy background, you get a bit of dough. You have massively long rooms with spots in. That's normally right. on a dimmer. <laughs> That's exactly Now, we couldn't what. have this. <laughs> well, uh, right. And now, listen, it'll be easy, easiest thing in the world for me and Dan to sit here and talk about working class masculinity from our perspective. But I will not have it. Like good science, good sociology needs a corrective and analysis and a strong voice. And every week, I have just an amazing range of strong females to join me on this journey. And this week, content creator. I mean, I didn't even know how to describe you. ZZ Mills, welcome to the space. How would you like to be billed? Oh, I don't know. I used to say just the girl online that chats a lot of shit. And I kind of like that still because I do chat a lot of shit. So I'm going to stick with that. Basically a, a stand up on the phone. Chat shit. But yeah, but some of your, some of your, yeah, your content's on the money. It's got satirical edge as well. So please do check her out. Where can we find you, Zizi, if people want to check you out? What's your Instagram handle? Um, Instagram is Zizi Mills. So that's Z-E-Z-E-M-I-L-L-Z, where you can find all my rants about different things, my interviews and all different things I'm up to. So yeah. Yeah. So you're heavily in the music industry as well. I like that. You know, I like you to make in the la- In fact, it was because I was, I can't remember who you were interviewing, two, two musicians looking very uncomfortable when you were talking about foreplay. That led me to today's uh, subject. Yes. Uh, I thought we'd talk about that. So what we're going to talk about today is sex appeal. Right. So we're talking about sensitivity and fragility. I thought I should um, maybe start with a definition in the emotional sense. Sensitivity is the quality of being tender, easily irritated or sympathetic. So it runs the whole gamut of positive and negative. Girls want a sensitive man, but not too sensitive. It's fucking hard being a man. Fucking hell. They want a bit of hair, but not too... Oh, he, oh, yeah. he had hair on his back, so I dumped him. Yeah. But he'd shaved his balls, so I dumped him. I mean, how about cons- <laughs> fucking consistency, girls. Uh, an example of a sensitivity is a person who gets upset very easily. An example of sensitivity is how a friend treats another who's going through a tough time. So both positive and negative. I know we've, uh, we know that men are obviously a lot more sensitive. It's almost thick of me to even ask you, but I just wondered when I was doing that introduction page if that chimed with you or if it surprised or made you uncomfortable that I'm implying men are on some level more sensitive or worse at sharing or some, something's fucking going wrong with men. See, I laughed when I heard the talk of this podcast because... <laughs> 
I um, I'm not a heartless Karen comparison to him, but I would say that my boyfriend is a lot more sensitive than I am about everything. And I think a lot of the women round about me, I would say that they are not sensitive Sally's either. But do you think it's because, let's face it, women share more, talk more. Sometimes I just sit there while Lindsay, my missus, talks at me. Do you think it's because women, forgive the image, sort of milk out a lot of the tension in chat? <laughs> Everything comes out, don't they? Every tiny thing. Oh, I, I went to something the other day and I was, Lindsay was there, my mother-in-law Yvonne was there, and we was all eating and the atmosphere changed. And I was like, what? She went, didn't you say that? And I was like, see what? She came in and she sat down next to my mum instead of me. What does that mean? It fucking doesn't mean not anything. You're mental yeah. bitch. Yeah, <laughs> but, but because, because everything's been expressed, there's nothing locked in. Yeah. So is it that we're not, not that we're more sensitive, is it that because you're constantly like drilling little holes and letting the steam out, there's less steam burns to be had? No, I would, I, to be fair, when you, when you mentioned that, I take in so much and I read into stuff a lot. And he's like, what? Typical, like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? And I'm like, do you, do you see how she just looks at her? Like, there's tension, do you know? So for that kind of thing, I 100%, <laughs> I pick up on absolutely everything and he's kind of like, duh. Do you know? But then I think he is, he's also quite comfortable with speaking about his feelings. He is quite comfortable realising that, oh, something's not right. But then again, my brother, he is as deep as ocean. Like, mm. if he had to be sad a day, if he had to be angry, you would just never, ever know. So I don't mm. know if it is necessarily... It's dangerous, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's dangerous in men. It is. Well, it's, it's dangerous in anyone. It's a dangerous trait in men or women, but it was, it was suggested that I would say men suffer with that more. Yeah, no, definitely. And yet, Matt, some, you find girls encouraging all the time. You never see on Love Island, forgive me, Paige, you never see, I hope the next guy that comes in is quite emotionally complex and describes his feelings all the time. <laughs> no, the guy who gets laid first is like the, the silent builder. Like, yeah, Kev, I've got an electronic tag that's just come off. Oh my God, that's so hot. Do you see the mark where his electronic tag was? And he doesn't describe his feelings to anyone. What's all about? Uh, and it's like, what the fuck? What was the point of me doing well at my GCSEs? Sex appeal is the quality of being attractive in a sexual way, okay? So we can immediately tune out any, I'm going to interpret it in this way, bullshit. We are talking about the quality of being attractive in a sexual way. Sexual attraction is attraction on the basis of sexual desire and the quality of arousing such interest. Sexual attractiveness or sex appeal, oh God, yeah, is an individual's ability to attract other people sexually and is a factor in sexual selection or mate choice. Oh yeah, that's right. Pass me my inhaler. <laughs> right, so what I want to know is this. Is there a mismatch here? Not in power, Zizi. We know there's a fucking mismatch in sexual power. Hopefully our great-great-great-grandchildren will live in a more equal society, but for now, it's fucked, so I'm not going to ask you that. But are men more interested in sex appeal than women, in your opinion? It's a slightly different question than are we more sexualized as genders. I'm asking, do you think men are more interested in being appealing sexually than women are? Oh, as in women finding them sexually, like being sexually attracted to them? Or do they care about it more than women? When I'm in my new ensuite with unfunctioning shower and, and leak and cupboards that don't close, when I'm in there and I'm getting ready, am I more interested in strutting my shit on the street knowing I'm more appealing to Giel than you? Mm, it's, it's a really difficult question because I actually think it's equal, actually, but it's 
projected in different ways. So women, are we concentrate on our physical attributes because we know that's what men will find sexually appealing. That's what will be drawn to them. But I reckon men, you know that women probably are going to find you more sexually appealing due to your status, how much money you make, what you have. So I would, I would say there's a difference in it. That's what I think. But I think it's just as equal, even though a lot of women try to make out nowadays that everything is for themselves. I put makeup on just for me. It's only for me. I don't like I spend all this money just so that I feel good, so that other women look at me and think I'm great. But it's not. I, in my opinion, it's to attract the opposite sex if you're attracted to the opposite sex, in my opinion. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Aaron Kraskell, we're very similar personality-wise. In fact, we we shared a bed together more or less in a tent in a tent in the desert. I mean, we have been literally without anything whatsoever, cooking over a campfire. And I think you're like you're like me, sort of high energy, life and soul, but quick to get anxious, annoyed, but then quite quick to be everyone's mate again the next day. Is that unfair? Well, that's what I'm like. Mate, that's that's bang on. That's absolutely bang on. But. I am not a morning person. Like I've tried to be the morning guy, man, and I everything just fucking kills me in the morning. Oh, fuck the morning, mate. My kids. I love the morning. Six o'clock in the morning, the kids are screaming, the dogs being sick or something, going out in the back garden. It, everything just <laughs> going out in the garden. Yeah, no, 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 there is some evidence, by the way, that it is hormonal and genetic whether or not you are a morning person. In fact, not some evidence. In fact, if you go on 23andMe.com or any of those, you can see the DNA strand that will dictate whether you are a morning lark or a night owl. And there's nothing you can do about it. 
So for people like us who've now worked nights, sort of thing, if you like, being on stage or creating our own hours, it's a lot better. But I worked for years getting up at half six, seven, and it never got any easier. I always felt like shit. Whereas other people, and I'm guessing Hayley is one of them because she mm-hmm. was sort of disagreeing and saying she loves morning, that's the best part of her day. You either produce that hormone or you don't. And the evolutionary theory is... We're, there's roughly half and half on the earth. Half of us are morning people and the other half are night people. There's a small group that are sort of in between whose optimal body clocks are sort of in between night and day, but mostly we're morning or night. They think it's because we're attracted to the other. Most couples have one one or each and it's for the safety and child rearing, they think. So back in the day, you would want someone who is alert on it at their best self, 6am, but you want someone else who's on it at 2am. Yeah. That way, have a baby, boom, cave protected. <laughs> sorted. <laughs> Hayley, you're a morning person. I mean, I wasn't going to talk about this first, but you, yeah. you seem to be disagreeing with Aaron there, saying it's the best part of the day. I love it. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I wake up in the morning early and I just sort of feel... As soon like, as you open your eyes, yeah? As soon as I open my eyes, I feel like, ah, oh, it's a new day. What? Like, I'm really happy to be here. How and is then real? I am so productive, <laughs> especially if I'm hungover, which sounds insane, but you know that first wind? No. When you're like... You wake up at like, yeah, this is over. (laughs) When you wake up at 6am before the hangovers hit, you know, when you get that like, oh, I actually I'm I'm normally still still making love at that point with the wife, but yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you see. (laughs) From the night before. Yeah, (laughs) you know, wake up at like 6am with the first wind and I'm like, clean the whole house. Like, let's get really productive. But then I do get to that point where I'm like, fuck me, what have I done? This is game over and I'll sleep till the rest of the day. But on a normal day, first thing in the morning... If you want me alert and you want me to do stuff, that is when I'm going to do it. And then the rest of the Jesus. day is right Don't you think, Matt, women chat a lot of shit about, I just want a guy that's going to be nice to me and then you're nice and it's not eternal. I do. And you know what? I think my, this is my thing. I always say, no matter what, human first, before anything, whether you're a celebrity, whether you're a plumber, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, you're human first. That's what I always say. Like, at the end of the day, that's what we all take a shit. That's what I say. Everyone takes a shit. Oh, but mine smells and, like rosies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought so. I, I know. Do you know what? Looking at you, I thought that, that would be the case. <laughs> if you're Boris um, Johnson, you take it on the electorate. Oh, come on. Um, and I think a human trait is you always want what you don't have. As in, for example, I literally just decided that I wanted to be like really minimal. And I was like, right, I don't need my house that I have. It's too big for me to live in. I don't need these cars. I don't need this. I'm going to go rent it all out and just live in a an apartment in London and just have the uh, the minimum that I want. And now I'm here, I'm like, I'm loving it. You're like, where's my fucking house gone? <laughs> yeah, now I'm like, why have I done this? And I was just like, I want my car back. I want this. Wait, I want are, do- are you suggesting that women only like silent men because they're lusting after what's absent? I think you- it's like what they have right now. So for example, I don't know, say you don't have a sensitive man and then all of a sudden your girlfriends are like, oh, yeah, well, me and Jimmy sit down at dinner and we just break down our days and how it made us feel. And then they're like, oh, I wish I had that. I wish I had had, but not necessarily, like, for me, it's not about men or, or women. I feel like it was more like a, a human instinct of, like, like grass is greener, but... That's an attached girl would say that. <laughs> a single girl would still... I mean, it doesn't change. Me and Lynn's been married seven years. She still lusts after the guy that's six foot three more than the guy that's five foot two. I mean, how, how basic and, and monkey is that? Someone that's big, someone that is bigger than me. I mean, have we not moved on past human evolution from an <laughs> ug, ug, 
chest beating silent protector. <laughs> what do you what do you think about this idea that women share more then, Matt? That like if me and you say me and you and a few others, we were working on a TV show for a few days or we're working on a project, whatever, after a few days, we probably still wouldn't be sat down going, So let me just get intimately, you know, I tell you what pissed me off at work. We'd find anything, football, uh Vajganistan war stories from Falaraki, whatever. Anything other than anything, any real talk. And the lack of real talk is what causes the real issues. Right, kids? That's very that. Very that. Um, No, I agree. I do think that it is very... For example, I myself, I do see details for like what you were saying earlier about, oh, so-and-so sat next to so-and-so instead of this. But I actually, I don't really give a fuck about it. Like, I'll notice these things. Like, I feel like I do, I see them. But I don't... I would just think, mate... I don't know. He wanted the comfier chair. There was a glass of wine. They're already there. That was theirs. No, I don't give a, girl, a fuck. A girl disagrees. Absolutely no fucking way. That batch knew exactly what she was doing. That's ah, what Paige is doing. By the way, the <laughs> accent is on point. I must say it's that. Nice. I've been in Glasgow. That, that batch, that's yeah. funny. I think that women have got a lot more to work with to be sexually appealing. Do you know what I mean? They can, they, there's a lot more that they can do. They can do their eyebrows. They can do their nails. They can, there's, there's a lot more that they can put into being sexually appealing. Men, we don't really have a great deal we can do physically before we go out. We can do our hair, like shave our beard. But a lot of the stuff that we have to do is like get tattoos or go to the gym. Do you know what I mean? To change our appearance. Like physically, there's not a lot that we can do apart from making sure our hair's all right and we're dressed well. So I think that women naturally have got more that they can do to make themselves appealing to men. But like Azizi said, I think that, like, for instance, I know that I'm going to be more appealing if I, like, before I had a TV show, before I was big online or before I had money, no birds would come up to me in the club, ever. I just don't, I'm like, I'm sure I've got a bit of a belly. Do you know what I mean? My beard (laughs) is well patchy and I talk like a chav, right? So, but as soon as I got the TV show and as soon as I had the money and I got the blue tick, I was shagging. Do you know what I mean? So it's... <laughs> so I think we co- men concentrate more on what we think women are going to want. And I think that's like success or looking like we've got success. So clothes, watches, all stuff like that, you know? But it's easy. Do you think the difference is that a lot of the stuff men do is actually for other men? Whereas if a girl changes what she thinks is sexually appealing, changes, the, well, let's be frank about shallow men, the way she looks or something, or how... How, how flirtatious or how brazen she's dancing in a club trying to attract male attention. It will work. That, that definitely will turn male heads. Whereas a lot of the time, if I change out a Breitling for a Cartier watch, do you actually think a lot of that women don't give a shit about? Like a lot of the stuff men give a shit about. For example, like putting 18 inches on their arms. There's not that many women who want a man who looks like he's going to shit himself if he turns his neck too quickly, surely. <laughs> no, but... Now, nowadays, okay, so if you've got a nice watch on, these are things that women would look at and they will know, like a lot of women now know the worth of a a watch of a nice AP or a nice Cartier and all these things. But I think it's interesting what Dan said, because I think that's what women have to be very aware of is there are also a lot of men out there that appear to have a lot going on, but actually they have absolutely (laughs) nothing, nada, going on and they will literally instagram will sell you a dream like i just finished watching the tinder swindler i don't even know how i don't it's mad how but you can create your whole life so beware i'll tell those ladies to beware because you can have a nice watch on but nothing ain't really going on trust me
let me ask you a question, Aaron, and I'm going to ask you the same question, Hayley. It's hard to answer, and I only want you to answer in your experience. So all the men and women and non-binary people, everyone in between that you know, so no one needs to get triggered or light Twitter up or cancel anyone. But do you think men get more irritable than women? Yeah, I really do. I feel like guys just have a, a shorter temper. Mm. Like they're, it's always the little things as well where I'm like, oh, you can just chill out. Like most guys I know, they'll re- they'll react really quickly. And I don't know if it's because like stereotypically, I guess women are more rational in a way. Like we'll kind of think things through a little Hang bit more. Hang on a second. Sorry, stereotypically, men are more <laughs> rational. I don't agree with the stereotype. No, it is. But a stereotype is men being logical and girls going, I'm swooning onto my bonnet. I've been overcome from emotion. Yeah, well, true. But we're more likely to be like, it's fine, it'll work out. Although I say that and I think my boyfriend... Thoughtful and empathetic would be the stereotype. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Do you know, I'm going to agree with you a little bit there, actually, yeah. So do you think men are more likely, and there'll be some blokes leaning in now that we've got the fun bit out of the way. Do you think men are more likely to show their irritability physically? I don't mean physical violence towards other people. That's obviously a really serious thing. But I know, I'm fucking... I'm still a door slammer. I don't think I'm ever not going to be a door slammer. I try to hide it, but I, I find myself completely embarrassed like situations where I, I get like on the train the other day everyone's behind me everyone's behind me pulls into some <laughs> pancreas everyone's behind me on the door opener oh, I'm the one who's got to push it. the fucking button yeah so I'm pushing it goes beep beep so you're pushing the button I'm like <laughs> like I'm pushing <laughs> all the other doors have opened and I'm like you're and it just comes open a little bit you're the shit opener I get off on the platform I'm like for fuck's sake and then I thought to myself yeah. oh my god everyone's just heard me say fuck's sake I think after I've done it, all mm-hmm. the time. I just want to know from the lads. So I always have this, like, back and forth with my friend. And I always say that men's initial thing, first off, when they meet you, is always about sex. It's nothing else. It's not going to be about, oh, my God, I would love to get to know her and her beautiful personality. It's always going to be they see you as that, and then time will change it. Uh, if you want me to be brutally honest, like, it depends what period of your life you're in. If you're in your late 50s, early 60s, you're probably thinking about conversation and what the thing is. But if you're in your early, if you're in your early 20s and early, or like your 20s at least, just from my personal experience, you look and you're like, I'd love to shag her. And then you talk to them. <laughs> That's it. I'll just be honest. I'd love to shag her. You talk to them, you get to know them. And look, let's be honest that, you know, I, I don't know. I just, sometimes when my, when my missus used to say, Oh, you know, we're fr- it's one of my guy friends. I'll be like, how many guy friends have you really got? Like, what percentage of them are actual guy friends or guys that are just working on you? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's just my opinion. But. <laughs> it's easy. So what I've noticed with my female friends and girls that I've dated, yes, of course, girls have a sort of physical type that they might traditionally go for, but they're much more flexible when it comes to dating. They'll quickly change, tall, short, whatever, ginger, mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm, not ginger. Mm-hmm. Once in the first few seconds of speaking to a a guy that seems to be charming. That's what I want to ask you. Is it nice when a guy has a type? Because what I've realised is my wife, Lindsay, for example, finds it weird that I don't. And it also means that there's not really a physical type of woman that I wouldn't potentially be attracted to. (laughs) So if you're dating a guy that is into girls, your height, your appearance, you're this, you're that. Yes, okay, a girl comes in, looks like she's a bit threatening. But imagine if he's like, yeah, my first ex, she was blonde, five foot 11. I I like ginger girls from overseas. I like, actually, I just want to fuck every... It's more worrying, isn't it, if a guy doesn't have a sexual attraction type. 
I mean, see, I talk a lot about, because I feel sometimes when you have a type, though, you can get so fixated on your type that you're not willing to see anything past that type. So often I talk about um, colorism, which is like the better treatment of lighter skinned women. It happens within the Asian culture, happens within uh, black culture. And sometimes there's men that will never date a darker skinned woman. Now, to me, that is just weird. You, your type is now, re- it's just, you've gone past having a type. It's just you're fixated on this one thing. So I would probably be, I'd like it more if a guy's open and he can see all types of beauty. I worry about men that can only see one type of beauty because it's verging on the stage of being unhealthy, in my opinion. This is the end of part one, the best of man baggage. My bulging baggage still bulges. Come back for part two. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 